0: The children had never been this far from home before. Liz had spent most of yesterday driving around, hunting for no-mess Crayola coloring books, praying they weren't too juvenile to keep a six- and eight-year-old occupied in the car, then running up and down the supermarket aisles in search of bars and snack pouches in case they couldn't find food on the road, or in case they did find something and Paul wouldn't allow the kids to eat it. Now the hours had ticked by, four of them, and it seemed they were no closer to their destination than they had been when they left home. Descending from the mountains of Weedskill had presented a stark contrast, and it felt like they were really traveling. But the view outside the windows ever since had been made up of little besides cornfields. Liz wouldn't have believed how bleak acres and acres of green could appear when the crop was so unvarying. The road they were driving on hadn't dipped or risen for 30 minutes. It was a flat length of asphalt, inky mirages always shimmering just ahead. Mommy? Yes, sweetie? I wish we could see some real trees. As tired as she was, and they weren't even at the hardest part of this day yet, Liz smiled reflexively. Allie, her gardening partner, her green thumb girl. To say that their youngest had a desire to be out in nature was like saying she had a desire to breathe. Sometimes Liz looked into her little girl's eyes and saw a tiny version of herself in the serious brown lenses. Mom Reed's turn now. Liz glanced in the rear view, but it wasn't angled to offer a glimpse of her son. What is it, hun? I'm bored. Me too. Allie chimed in. Everything looks the same out my window. The flatness was getting to Liz, too. She looked over at Paul in the driver's seat. Another round of I spy, he suggested. Or ghost? Liz had already decided that car games must have been invented by some not-so-benevolent dictator masquerading as an elementary school teacher. For that matter, cars might have been invented by the same person, Minus the schoolteacher part. She had no idea how people sat still for so long. Her body itched to be moving, knees sinking into the soil, hands digging in the ground. She had sympathy for both kids, who up till now had actually been pretty good. How about we sing, she suggested, channeling the voice of that dictatorial teacher. Liz Daniels, schoolmarm boos and groans from the back seat. Paul responded belatedly. I might have to let you out here if you do that. Liz laughed. Mom, I'm hungry. Me too, Allie crowed. Liz looked at Paul, but her husband had subsided into silence, eyes fixed on the long blank road. Bored and hungry, huh? she said twisting to peer into the back seat. A sight through the back window made her frown for a moment. But then the unhappy faces distracted her. She reached for a light tone. Boy, you guys are really a mess. Mom, mommy. The protests were fast approaching a whine. Paul, Liz said, squinting at the back window again. Her husband didn't answer. Liz's gaze darted to the rear view. Paul, she said more urgently. He looked at her. I think that truck has been behind us for a long time, she said. Her husband reached up and tilted the mirror to get a better look. It's just a pickup truck, he said, his tone a shrug. I know, Liz said, but look how closely it's trailing us. She made sure to pitch her voice low so as not to alert the children. Reed especially had a tendency to get scared. His fear of death belied both his age and understanding. When Liz's great aunt had died last year, they took Allie to the funeral but left Reed behind. No low impact introduction to the subject, such as a children's storybook or short-lived pet hermit crab, enabled Reed to cope. They even skirted cemeteries in case Reed caught a glimpse of a gravestone. Liz actually mapped out alternate routes to school or the grocery store or seed depot, aware of where Weedskill's dead were laid. And although she occasionally dragged the whole family to church, hoping a religious connection might provide some sort of framework for Reed's fears, she usually regretted it. The sermons about heaven terrified him and Liz had to work to steer clear of the tilting rows of headstones in the churchyard. She wondered whether this boycott approach to death was really wise. The ban would have to end sometime, and then what?